This is the Mark Stucheski Podcast. Before we start the show, I have a gift for you. My top five productivity tips for solopreneurs. To get them, go to top5productivitytips.com. That's the number five, top5productivitytips.com. And it's possible that I over-delivered, and you'll have to find out for yourself. Just go to top5productivitytips.com. Sierra Stockland has owned and operated businesses since her early teens, and through her coaching program, The Boutique Workshop, Sierra strives to motivate boutique owners to dream big and build simply. But we're not going to talk about any of that on the show today. She was on my show back on August 10th. The title of the episode, if you want to look for it, it's an incredible episode called Learning to Succeed. But on that show, she revealed to me and my audience that she was going to do an Ironman. And I said, hey, you got to come back and tell us everything there is to know about Ironman. Sierra, welcome back to the show. Well, I have been looking forward to this conversation. I'll tell you what. <laughs> now, uh, Sierra and I both love running. She you know, Obviously, the Ironman is a little bit more than running. But if you have ever listened to this episode, this podcast before, an episode of the podcast, I, on August 29, 2017, I decided to start running every day. And as of today, November, I'm sorry, hello, December 8th, 2021. I don't even know what day it is anymore, Time Sierra. Time flies when you're having fun, Mark. It, it, it definitely really is. I, I am almost to a thousand miles for the third year in a row. Now, Sierra, I will tell you, I'm lowering that to 800 miles next year because number one, it takes a lot of time to run all this, all these miles. And number two, uh, I don't like in 2018 and 2019, I was at a thousand miles by the end of November. I'm still not at a thousand miles and I'm getting kind of stressed. I know I'm going to make it as long as I run two miles a day for the rest of the year, I'll make it. But there's that stress. So since I started running, since I started running August 29, 2017, do you want to guess how many miles? Well, this is pretty impressive. Do you want to, you want to take a guess how many miles I have run since I started my run streak? Way too many. Well, just take, take a guess. What do you think? I'm going to put <laughs> oh, you on the boy. spot in the show. What ah! do you, just, Let's say go 5, really low, so I sound 5,233. How much? 5,233. Oh, I said go low, so I'd be more impressive. Oh. Um, the answer is <laughs> 9,956. I have wow. uh, run every day and people ask me, why do you run every day? I'm like, you know what I say to them now, Sierra? This is honest what I tell them when they say, why do you run every day? I'm like, why don't you? Yeah. Instead exactly. of justifying it, I say, why don't you? So I am really impressed with you. Now, you did send me your, I don't know, some kind of login information or credentials, and I was able to track you. When yeah, so you, you were, tracked me. I wow. did. I That's did. Awesome. And I'm like, I was telling my wife, I'm like, this is crazy. I'm like, look at the time. I'm like, she's still out there? Yeah. <laughs> and now, now you're not from Texas, are you? No, I'm from North Dakota. Okay. Much different. The only reason I picked Texas was because it's flat and North Dakota's <laughs> flat. And I was like, I, I can't do hills. There's no hills to train on. I wanted flat for running and biking. So. Yes. So I live in the west side of Houston. And where you did your Ironman was north of Houston, someplace called the Woodlands. And I was zooming in to see the lake. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. 
I'm not going to do that, but it was really impressive. So let's go back. I mean, obviously you made it spoiler alert. You didn't win it, but you completed it. And I think yes. that is tremendously awesome. So this is your first Ironman. Yeah. What made you want to do this? I said, no, 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 for so long. I honestly, Mark, never thought I would do it. I just didn't. So I have a friend who is very ambitious and on her bucket list was to complete an Ironman. Okay. Now, what is an Ironman? For those who listen are like, what is an Ironman? Yes. So it is a, a little over a two mile swim. Then you bike for 112 miles and then you run a full marathon. Wow. <laughs> yes. So now, if you're exhausted, it. listener, it's okay. I was, I was tracking here and I was getting exhausted because you don't do this in like three miles, three hours. This is how long did it take you? It took me over 12 hours, 12 hours, 48 minutes. Yeah. And now you don't, you don't like, you don't like run and then take a day off and then, no. then swim and take it out. It's like consistent. No. You go, go, go. <laughs> yes, you go. And the, the goal is to really have those transitions nice and tight between each event as well. So, so go back to, I interrupted you as I often interrupt my guests on my show, as you know, so go back to, you were saying, no, 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 yes. your friend did it. Uh, or your friend was very ambitious. What made yes. you decide, did you know, I'm going to do it? Well, so she had done an Ironman and then her, she got her husband to do an Ironman. And then my husband had always wanted to, like, it's been a goal of his for a long time. And so they had asked both of us, Hey, you guys, the four of us, wouldn't this be a fun activity? That's her personality. I'm like, not really. <laughs> um, but Jim was like, Hey, you know what? I've always wanted to do it. Sure. I'll do it with you. So the three of them were going to do the Wisconsin Ironman in September, a couple of years ago. And then COVID hit. So my husband had started training COVID hit. Of course, everything was postponed, canceled, whatever. He didn't want to wait an entire year and train essentially for 24 months. So he decided to do Tulsa, Ironman Tulsa, in May of 2020. Okay. One. May of 2021. Yeah. So um, this year. Yeah. So he did that. And, you know, meanwhile, they're all saying, Sierra, you should do it. I just like, no, I run 5Ks. Like, first of all, my attention span is very tiny. (laughs) And um, I don't, that looks painful. And my husband, I mean, he's training and he's getting up on Sundays before church and he's riding his bike for four hours. And I'm like, oh my goodness, that's horrible. (laughs) And so I really know, I mean, it's just, I had to, you know, hold my ground and say, this just isn't for me. And that's okay. I will cheer you guys on and I'll do other things. Well, I went to my husband's Ironman in Tulsa and watched him compete all day. And the crowds and the enthusiasm behind the people is actually what started to turn my heart. I was like, this is so amazing to see humans support each other like this. And so I started thinking, I don't know, could I do it? I mean, look at that person. If they can do it, I can do it. You know how we we compare, right? Yes. So I started to think, and then I thought, well, if my husband can do it, I can do it. And so I just started thinking about this. I thought, I'm not going to tell anyone until I'm sure. And it probably took me a couple of weeks after we got home, just thinking about it and thinking, you know, I know that if he can do it and if others there could do it, I, I physically can do it. And what would it actually be like to challenge myself to something way out of my comfort zone and just really see what that could do for me as a person. And so I think that's what prompted me. I just wanted to live big and do something really big. And so I told him, Hey, I'm signing up. And he's like, okay. (laughs) I mean, everyone was like, okay, but yeah, I, I signed up and never looked back. So as the date got closer and closer, did you have any like, 
uh-oh, what did I get myself into? Because obviously you're training, but yeah. did you have some second doubts as the date got closer and closer? I really didn't, but that's kind of my personality. Like once I decided something, the first thing I did the next morning was I hired a coach. I wanted someone that was female and I wanted someone that has done Ironman. Like that was my, you know, so I went out and looked for a coach because I thought I have no idea what I'm doing. I need someone to help me. And I got the good, good equipment because I thought I'm not going to run all these training miles and bike all these training miles without proper tennis shoes and a proper bike. And um, I hired a nutritionist because I know nothing about sports nutrition. I did no sports in high school. And I was like, I don't know what I need to eat for do, you know? <laughs> so I think once I had my professionals in my corner, like I had my team put together, which I did that very quickly. I went on and I completely changed up my schedule because I work, you know, I'm independent as well as a coach. Um, I work on my own. And so I went and I said, I'm going to set myself up for the best possible success by creating a schedule that makes sure I can train and I'm not going to miss any of my workouts. I'm going to have the right people on my team. And so I felt really confident because I had all the right tools in my toolbox and I put in all the work. I never missed a workout, Mark. Never Good once. for you. Good Never for you. Yep. So what was the order of the activities? So um, you show up really early in the morning, which is the part I hated the most. Like <laughs> you have to get up at four in the morning. I'm not morning person. Um, but we show up really early and we start with the swim. So you hang out for about an hour and a half with all of the other swimmers. And there are people who have never, I couldn't believe this, Mark. This was so not me. The, the, the uh, announcer said, okay, you know, as we're sitting there waiting, he's like, okay, who here, this is your first open water swim. And people raised their hand. I was like, oh, oh goodness God. sakes, maybe you should have practiced that a little beforehand. <laughs> um, but, you know, so there was all the way from like people who have done many of them to this was their first time in open water. Um, but we just hung out together and I really had to think about this is my race. I'm not going to listen to what the chatter around me and the nerves around me, like that's their race. This is my race. And I can't be distracted by that because it'd be very easy. Um, as an example, I was in a couple forums, um, but just talked about race day and different, you know, different tips and stuff. And, um, one of them invited all of us to come and do a group run, just a short kind of shakeout group run a couple days before. And I thought about it. And then I thought, you know what, I'm not going to do that. Cause the last thing I need is to show up and have everybody saying, Oh my goodness, I got sick like this. And I did this. And mm. I did this on my last race. Like that would be distracting for me. So when I showed up for the swim, I just tried to really stay focused on, you know, I've trained for this. I know what my pace is going to be. I'm just going to enjoy the day, kind of get in my own zone. And then before you know it, the horn blows. And it's like, that was the only time I was like, oh, geez. <laughs> oh, geez, Louise, here we go. I'm in the shoot. And, you know, here I am in the water and boom. But once I, you know, kind of fell into the water and started that swim, I was like, okay, here we go. This is, this is all good. So you swim for the two miles and then what comes next? Then you jump out and you're, it's actually funny. They have people, the Ironman group and the volunteers are, I cannot say enough. I want to go back and volunteer and give back because they are phenomenal. Like they help you. you I mean, you've been swimming for an hour and a half. So they help you out of the water just because you got your sea legs, right? And then you go to transition. Um, and the, um, every Ironman's a little bit different, but, um, Ironman does clean transition. So everything is in a bag. So typically for a triathlon, you can like lay your shoes out and your nutrition, you know, you kind of have your whole area. 
Iron Man transitions are clean. And so everything's in a bag. So you dump your trans first transition bag out on the ground, um, get your swim stuff off if you have like a wetsuit or anything. And then you get your bike stuff on, jump on the bike, and then out you go onto the bike course. And then the bike is how many miles is that? 112. Um, every bike course is a little different. Ours, um, which you're probably familiar with the toll road. So they block off the toll road in Houston there and we ride on the interstate and it was, the bike was my favorite part of the entire day. I felt like I owned the road. I had trained though for it. Like I had trained, I had put in the time. I, um, I bike off of power instead of speed. So I knew that I have power pedals and I knew that my power, if I kept it within a range would get me the speed I need. So my coach really worked with me on like, don't go out and try to crush it and get, you know, 20 miles an hour. And then you burn yourself out. Like this is a six hour ride. So pace yourself. Um, and so I just followed my plan and I felt so in control of the road. I really enjoyed the rides. We kind of circled through town a bit till we got on the toll road and then you do two loops on the toll road. So out and back 2020 and then out and back again, 2020 and finish up. Um, it was hot. It got really hot by the time I was, you know, done with the ride and it was a bit windy, but, um, I couldn't train for the heat in North Dakota, but I did train for the wind. So while everyone else was whining about eight miles an hour, I was like, you guys, I died <laughs> in 20 miles an hour. So just saying. Yeah. yeah. I remember uh, a couple of weeks before you came down here, you were asking, you were texting me and saying, Hey, you know, what's the weather? How's the heat? And I thought it was yeah. really interesting. And so after the biking, then you ran a full marathon yes. and uh, that's just super impressive. And you already stole one of my other questions. I was going to ask you, which was your favorite? You already said bike riding. I don't think people understand that when you get out of swimming, you transition into biking. So I've seen, you know, different YouTube videos and different things on TV about how long would you say from the time you actually got out of the water to the time you're actually on your bike? Give us a sense of that. Yeah. So I had goals for every part of my race. I had an overall time goal. I had a goal for each event. I had a goal for my transition time. Um, so I, I told my coach, you know, all my times. And I said, for my transitions, I want to do them each in 15 minutes or less. And she's like, okay. She starts chuckling. You could probably eat like a salad bar in 15 minutes. <laughs> she's like, I don't think you're going to need 15 minutes, but so I, my transitions were about five minutes. So yeah, jump on, jump off. And then the more you do Ironman, I mean, that's an area where you can really shave a couple minutes here or there just by getting smarter with how you set up your gear and, you know, and different like tips and tricks and stuff that you can get from people. So you promised me you'd be really honest on this show. Did you ever think about quitting when you're doing this? The 12 hours is a very long time. And I think if I remember correctly, you didn't finish until after the sun went down. Is that, am I? Right. Okay. Right. So be honest with us. Did yep. you ever think about, you know, screw this, I'm going to quit? I never thought of quitting, wow. but I was disappointed in myself because I did walk the part of the marathon. Okay. And my goal, one of my goals was to run the entire marathon. So I wanted to get done with everything in 11 and a half hours. I finished in 12 hours and 48 minutes. So I was about a little over an hour over my time. And that was all because of the run. And I had even on the run, I had used a permanent marker and I had written out my run plan you know, I'm going to do this many miles for this pace, this many miles oh, wow. for this pace. And it would get me a four hour marathon. And, um, about six miles in, 
heat stroke. Mm. So, and, and you know, they talk, and my coach talked to me about that. She's like, Sierra, there are so many things that you will be able to, you've trained, you can control. There are going to be things you do not, you're not able to control. So part of the race is learning to have a strong mindset muscle mm. that can push you through the parts that you can't control. And so when I started getting suit, I was like, oh, I just did not feel good. I got really dizzy, lightheaded. And I thought, well, I don't want to pass out and have them pull me. I want to finish. So my options are to keep running and push and probably that won't be good. Or I can start to walk. And I was like, oh, that's not in my plan though. <laughs> and I'm very much like follow the plan. And I had trained. I was capable of the run. Um, so that was frustrating for me. I thought at first I thought I was just going to walk and settle my stomach down. Um, I have some couple really cool stories about that walk, but, um, when I started running again, I just did not feel good. So I ended up walking and running the marathon, which was disappointing. The productive life, a membership for solopreneurs will help you gain confidence and clarity, show you how to deal with overwhelm and teach you how to get and stay focused. To find out more and to sign up, visit theproductivelifemembership.com. What's interesting is when I started running back in 2017, I can't think of the guy's name, but he's his big thing is the run-walk method. Mm -hmm. And they said they've actually done studies, even during marathons, the people who will run until they get exhausted and then take a walk break, they actually are just as competitive because most people run until the end of the race and they can't run anymore. And they said, yeah. why not? I, I wish I could think of the guy's name. It's on the tip of my tongue. And he says, if you take your breaks through the run, it actually balances out. So when I go out and run, now I don't run a marathon every day. I run every day. I run about, well, right now in December, I run two miles a day. And I would run the full mi one mile, then I'd walk for a tenth and run nine tenths and walk for a tenth. That works for me. I'm not out to impress anyone. I mean, running over 1,500 days in a row, people are like, are you serious? I'm like, even I think I... I question my sanity from time to time, but the run walk method does in fact work because naturally, unless you're from Nigeria and yeah. that's not a racist comment, those people are super trained. They're so like, fast. Oh, you Americans. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. Okay. So I, I, I heard a co comedian once say that he thinks that if there's like, you come in ninth place and places one through eight are Nigerians. You should get a prize because yes, you're not going to beat the so Nigerians. Amazing. You're not going to meet right. them. Yeah, they're, they're already back at the hotel having a barbecue by the time you finish the finish line. Um, but if you're considering running first, check with your doctor, but then consider the run walk method, because whether you're in a marathon or you're just running for fun, the run walk marathon, I'm 56 years young and it serves me very well. Yeah. And that's what I ended up doing and I made it and it worked. So not, not what I set out to do, but, um, you know, gives me a benchmark for next time. So, and it was, it was the heat. It. I mean, you know, it was 90 degrees, 90% humidity. I knew the heat would be a problem and I had planned as best I could. I did what I could. So I was taking salt all day in my nutrition. I set every single stop, you know, down my back on my head, um, you know, doing what I could do, but your body sometimes tells you what it thinks. Mm -hmm. And, you know, my body said, Hey, Sierra, this is not very good right now. <laughs> so chill out. Yeah. So what was the winning time for women? Do you remember? 
Um, it was probably like in my age group, I think it was 10 something. I ended up finishing ninth overall in my age group. Wow. Now, can you yeah. give us an age group? I know it's not, it's not proper to ask a woman her age, but what is your age it's group? All good. 40 to 44. Wow. So you yeah. finished ninth. That's impressive. Unless you were only nine women. Is, yeah. The 40 44 is the most competitive age group for men and women, really? so, which I found this was really interesting. So um, my time was actually faster than some of the young, like 18 to 22 year olds, wow. which I was like, oh, but um, if you think about it at our age group, 40 to 50, so 40 to 44 and then 45 to 49, our kids are gone. We have a lot more freedom, more expendable income. We want to try things. Like it's just a different time in life than when you're young and you have all the responsibilities. You don't have 20 hours a week to train, um, but our bodies can still do a lot, right? So we haven't hit those um, ages coming where, you know, our bodies just won't let us do. So it's the most competitive age group. And um, my goal was to get top 20 and I got ninth. Wow. So, well, congratulations. Thanks. Who, what was the time of the overall winner? I don't remember. Okay. It's probably something insane. Like so, eight, eight oh something God. or nine something. Oh yeah. God. They're so fast. Think about Those that. So Think fast. about that. This guy, or probably a guy not being sexist and probably a guy, uh, four hours before Sierra and she's in pretty good shape. So I'm going to actually look it up while we're talking. Okay. Here, yeah. There's up. nothing like we want. We want timely information because Listener, you're hearing this on December 8th. We just recorded this yesterday. So this is That's really right. timely information. So Sierra is going to get the information. I already have my next question, which she has not answered yet, uh, all ready to go. So go for it. You can ask me. I can multitask. Well, no, let's no, don't say multitasking to a productivity <laughs> guy. That's like cursing. That's right. <laughs> that. Okay. So the top guy, Andre Felipe Castillo Latore. <laughs> I don't know if I pronounced that right. He was a winner, 852 and then the top female, let's see what she did. Alice Grant, nine twenty three fifty six. Wow! That now that's that's those are impressive times. I mean, remember, yes. folks, ninety minutes of swimming, six hours of biking, and a full marathon in eight minutes and fifty two seconds. That is really really impressive. So, what are some lessons you learned? doing the Ironman because this is your first time. You've already said the next time. So what it's scheduled. I know. <laughs> Excellent. So what are some lessons that you personally learned maybe about running, biking, swimming about yourself that you learned during the Ironman? I was really proud of some fears that I conquered. So, and I really learned the lesson of you can truly conquer things if you are intentional about the way you go about it. So swimming, open water swimming. I'm not a fan. I don't like the cold water. Um, I'm not super scared of, I'm not scared of the water. I'm scared of the creepy crawly creatures in the water. <laughs> so like a pool, awesome. Putting me in this gross, nasty lake, you know, where I can't see the bottom or maybe my imagination runs wild. Not so cool. Um, but you know, every Ironman is always open water. So you're going to swim in open water. So I knew I didn't want to be one of those people. Maybe it worked for them, but that showed up and said, today's my first day. Like, no, I knew that I would need to have like a, a bank of files in my mind that when I got scared, when I got nervous, I could say, but Sierra, guess what? 
on June 22nd, when you were training, you did this already and you were okay. Mm -hmm. And so I swam, um, the full distance in a race. I found a race. My husband was nice enough. We drove all the way to South Dakota so I could try an open water race by myself. Um, I made myself swim all alone in multiple lakes. Some were cloudy, some were clear, some were creepy, some were cold, you know, so that I just had a really, um, good repertoire of experiences. So that was really cool. Just to feel so accomplished, like I figured out how to do this, how to conquer my mindset. So that was really cool. Um, I loved what I actually love the most about the Ironman was how all the pieces work together. It's not just about knowing how to swim, bike and run. It's about knowing how to take your nutrition right. It's understanding the personality of every one of the disciplines. So in swimming, here's my main objective Here's what I need to do. Here's what I eat before it. Biking, here's the purpose of the bike. Here's what my body needs to do. Here's what my mind needs to think for six hours by itself. Running, here's a whole nother set of challenges that is a lot less comfortable, right? So biking, you have boredom. Running, you have pain. <laughs> like we have different <laughs> things we're having to work through. Um, I loved seeing how you could figure out all those pieces of the puzzle and bring them together. That was a really neat lesson for me too. Um, that when we want to try or accomplish something new, we have to understand all the pieces, the components of it. Now, I'm going to ask you a question. It's going to seem really weird, but you know me. I had a gentleman in fall of 2020 that John Beatty, he summited Mount Everest. And I asked him this question, dude, how do you go to the bathroom when you're summoning Mount Everest? Because there's no rest areas, okay? There's no holiday yeah. in. So... I'm assuming there was breaks. You you have to use the restroom. You can't go 12 hours out using the restroom, right? Yes. You do. I mean, we were sweating a lot, but if you don't use the restroom, it means that you're actually dehydrated. So you want to make sure that you are drinking not too much, but that you're drinking enough fluids. Um, so they have porta potties all over the course. Um, so in the transition areas, there's porta potties. And then along the bike course, there's rest stops. And then there's what they called special needs areas. You can have a special needs bag. You're able to stop there once. Um, you go buy it twice, but you have one chance to stop. And in that bag, you can have anything. People have like Oreos. They have Snickers bars. They have anything you might think you like, oh, I'd really like this. I didn't really put a lot in my special needs bag, but um, and then, of course, along the run path, there's porta pies at every single one of the aid stations, too. Wow. You know, and this is going to sound kind of really bizarre. I mean, you're a woman. Women do have a certain time of the month. I'm sure people have run Ironmans who've had this problem. And I don't know what they do. I mean, you can't, like, tell that time of the month, hey, I'm doing a Ironman. No, this can't work. So, that's got to be something that a specialized coach is probably why you hired a woman because that time does happen. You're going to, it's reality. You're going to deal with it. Right. I think like my coach said, like you really have to think what can you plan for and then what's going to come up that you can't plan for. And then how do you deal with that? Um, I will say that the volunteers are amazing. I mean, there's aid stations, volunteers. One time I walked through an aid station this is when I was starting to not feel very well. And when, when the volunteers are like, are you okay? You know that uh, maybe I should slow down. Um, but I mean, they said, can I pour ice down your back? Can I, what can I do? I mean, they are amazing, Mark. And so anything that comes up, you know, health wise, or you're not feeling well or whatever, they're there to help you out. And it's really cool. I think to see how people that are complete strangers want you to succeed. Yes. I mean, 
That's just amazing. Like that feeling. So, you know, people talk about going through the finish line and hearing your name called. For me, even more exciting than that was running through the shoot and all of the people pushing me in at the end. That's, I remember that. And it was just so amazing. You know, that's one thing I like, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a runner, as you know, a daily runner. And I follow a lot of people on Instagram who do runner motivation. And they said, it, I saw one a couple days ago. So it doesn't matter how fast you run, how slow, how awkward, like some days we all look like zombies when we're out there running. If you run, you're a runner and the running community is so tight. There's not going to be a runner that says, Oh, Sierra, your form is horrible. We cheer each other on. That's why that's one of the reasons why I run every day because I'm on Strava and I have a lot of people following me and they follow them, the community and the same with the biking community, same with the, uh, the swimming community, you get in those community. It's like a family and they're cheering each other on your fat uncle who just watches, you know, TV all day long. He doesn't get it, but people in the community, whether you're fast or slow, awkward, or got the perfect form, they're cheering you on. And, and I have felt that, and I'm only, uh, you know, a, a recreational runner. I don't do Ironmans, but I, I just love the sense of community. Yeah, it was really neat. I have a story along those lines. So I had just started walking for the first time, not feeling well at all. Went through the aid station. I thought, okay, I'm just going to walk to the next aid station and then I'll run. Like, I'll just feel a little better, whatever. So I'm walking, kind of disappointed, you know, not, I'm going to be honest. And this guy walks up next to me, tall man, and he's got his jersey on, his number. And he's like, hey, is your knee bothering you? And I had a knee brace because all during training, my one knee was bugging me. And honestly, I thought that was going to be my Achilles. <laughs> <laughs> the day and it, my knee didn't bother me one iota. So I said, actually, it's not my knee. I just don't feel very well. And he said, well, my name is John. And he just started talking to me. And he's like, this is the ninth time I've done this one in the woodlands. And I was like, oh my goodness. And I've done one here and there. And he's listening, you know, obviously he was very kind and he was distracting me. So we're talking back and forth as I'm trying to like feel a little bit better game and composure. And I said, I'm really disappointed. My goal had been to run the whole day. And we're talking all of a sudden, this other athlete runs up next to me and he's like, Hey, excuse me. I can't over, I can't um, help but tell you I was overheard what you're saying. So he must've been running behind us for a while. And he's like, what do you call an iron man that walks through the, over the finish line? A finisher. And I was like, I don't know. And he's like, an Iron Man. Yeah. And he's like, keep up the good work. You've got this girl. And off he nice. went. And I was like, that is just so cool yep. because we need more of that in the world. And so if you have a chance to be part of an athletic event, I mean, that's just the kind of encouragement we don't get every day when we live our everyday lives. Mm-hmm. And it's because John, who I never saw again after I took off when I was done walking, never saw him again, but he understood the pain and he understood the game. He understood the training, the other man who I don't even know his name, like those fellow athletes, they totally get it. And that's why they can cheer us on. We're not competition. Everybody's running their own race yes. for their own time. It's all about like doing our best that day. So it was pretty cool. That's amazing because if you go on social media, people are always out trying to do each other. I've got this, I got that, but within the communities, of athletics and I can't speak for arts and stuff like that. I'm not involved in that, but I can tell you we're never going to say, Hey, you know, you're horrible. You should just give it up. And I, I just, I can't overemphasize that the, the, uh, the community, anything else you wanted to share with us about your experience 
of being you're officially an Iron Man. Anything else you want to share with us today? Yeah, I think for me, I don't celebrate wins very well. So I'm still trying to realize that it actually is a really big deal that I did it. Yes. Like I honestly, I mean, people are like, what? And I'm like, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I decided and I made a plan and I exercised for 16 weeks. I trained and but I think for any of your listeners that accomplish something, we need to get better at celebrating our wins, like just really enjoying what we've accomplished and being really proud of it. So that's what I'm working on now. Excellent. Well, I want to thank you for coming back on the show and sharing with us what you learn doing the Ironman. It's incredible. Now, what is that one that they do in Hawaii? Apparently it's got another name for it. What is it? The next Yeah. So it's Kona. So you have to qualify. I was just a couple slots away from qualifying. So my goal, I'm going to be doing Ironman Alaska next August. And I'm working with my coach on a plan to work towards qualifying for Kona. Cause I mean, I can't stop now. That's, like, not, now that's, I- <laughs> that's the thing about when you're running, you know, it's like people go, well, Mark, why don't you take a rest day? I'm like, a rest day is one mile. Okay. Because once you're so into the flow of running or doing Ironmans and you're training, people say, well, take a day off. You're like, are you insane? I don't run cause I have to, I run because I get to, I run because I love running. And now, you know, Alaska and Kona are not flat, right? You get that? Right. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but Alaska will not be hot. So True. there you go. True. Yeah. True. Yeah. I, it was, I remember when you were running the Ironman, it was, uh, I was looking at the temperature. I'm like, wow. It was very, very Not hot. too hot. Not too bad when you're in the water. But that no, was only- no. The morning was great, and that's what the water was wonderful because it had been sitting. Except for the the, the summer, creepy but- things that are underneath the the water. Yeah, which is funny because the next day we were out walking around. Just I was trying to stay loose because we we're very sore, you know. Yeah. And we went and walked around an outdoor mall, and I was in one of these shops. I was wearing my Iron Man shirt and this lady was like did you do the iron man oh my goodness i get to touch an iron man it was so funny <laughs> and then she's like where did you swim and i told her and she's like i'm from here i would not put my toe in that lake which you know like woodlands like it's not yeah no but i figured there's enough of us in there flapping around we could chase away all the creatures. well i'm glad that woman didn't see you before you did the uh exactly. the, the swim <laughs> well sierra thank you so much for being here tell us what your website is i mean we didn't talk about what you do for a living. We did that in the first episode back on August 10th, but where can we go find out about you online? Yeah. So you can just find me at sierrastockland.com. I have a blog and I have a podcast. I did do a race recap. It probably would have been mid-October. So if anyone wants to listen to that, and I just tied it into what I've learned in business and how business is a lot like training for any athletics. So Someone might find that of interest. Excellent. Well, I know I found it interest. If no one ever listens to the episode, I was fascinated and I got to believe the listener was as well. So thank you so much for being here again. Thank you. See ya. And before we go, I just want to say thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Mark Stucheski podcast. I know that there is an endless stream of options for you in this day and age. 
but you took the time to listen to the episode, and I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart. Don't forget to head on over to top5productivitytips.com and get my gift to you, my top five productivity tips. Remember, it's the number five in top5productivitytips.com. They will serve you well. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. We'll see you again real soon.